Wild women, welcome. This is the Femme Podcast. If you're new around here, I'm Jack, one half of the Femme Duo. Before you dive into today's episode, I want to give you a heads up. The Femme Podcast is on season number two. You're about to listen to an episode from season one, which was the Spiritual Smackdown podcast where we invited women to rise from rock bottom. So season one is all about the Spiritual Smackdown. Season two is all about rising from greatness to greatness. More on top of more on top of more. It's where we tap into everything your woman desires. The money, the sex, the wealth, the power, the pussy desires. Start here and then come join us for season two. We're waiting. It's like a little tap on the butt or a huge womp on the booty. A spiritual smackdown is the universe's way of saying, hey, you, it's time for a change. It's time to listen to your intuition. You know, that little voice you've been ignoring. It's time for something bigger, something miraculous. But before you get to experience those highs you got to shift through the lows. Oh, those lows. And those often start at rock bottom. Hey, I'm Rob. And I'm Jack. We're best friends and business partners. We life together, work together, play together. Basically all the things together. And somehow we ended up here. With a community of thousands of badass, beautiful women who want more from life than staying surface level. So we're going deep. This podcast is going to connect you with the woman who's been to rock bottom through the exact same thing that scares you the most. We'll address the fears that are keeping you stuck, the heartbreak you've never healed from, the broke ass months. Oh, I remember those. We're giving you all the resources you need to shift your life and business to rise so that you can finally start living a life you're wild about. So welcome to this space, a space to listen to those hard truths and learn from them. A space to connect with women who aren't pretending to have it all figured out. This is a space for women to finally understand and celebrate that rock bottom is often the very place to rise. So go ahead and fill your cup with coffee or wine and come get real with us as we spit our truth and get ready to rise. Hey guys, welcome back to the Spiritual Smackdown podcast for the wild woman ready to rise. Today, we are going to dive into the day that my husband told me he wasn't physically attracted to me. Oof. <laughs> like, even when you say that, I'm like, what is the first reaction? And honestly, my second reaction is good for Craig. Good for Craig for being able to communicate that to you, even though it must have been awkward AF. Well... We'll go back. This was like during the beginning of the SmackDown. This was, yeah. And I know some of you guys might be like, okay, so he told you he wasn't attracted to you. He was having an affair. This for me was actually the hardest thing for me to get over. Hold up a second. I know you guys must be thinking like, yeah, duh, he was having an affair. Obviously, he's not like, that's not normal. That's not just casually what everyone's thinking out there. So where I think I was leading with that as well is that... Out of all the things, like, okay, your husband's having an affair, you're pregnant, your husband's living with another woman, the thing that you couldn't get over that literally took me time after we even got back together, the hardest thing for me to get over was remembering those words that like fucking stung when he told me he wasn't attracted to me. Mm. And because, as I expressed in episode two, where we started diving into my SmackDown, I didn't feel like 
the affair was about me. I was able to really separate myself. This comment was about me. Not being physically attracted was like that I took personally, whereas the affair I somehow was able to not take personally. So having this wall between us after, after we started to reconcile and I was like, okay, are we doing this for the kids? Are we doing this? Like, because he's not attracted to me. If he's not physically attracted to me, like that's a big thing to me. Our sexual relationship, sex was like a big connection point for us throughout our whole relationship, throughout our whole marriage. And so to think that now this piece might be taken away, now he's not turned on by me was really hard for me to get over. And then I had this knowing when I realized that him not being attracted to me was also, he was just being a mirror for me because at that point in time, I was not attracted to myself. Mm. I was not turned on by myself. I did not feel like this sexy ass goddess. I did not feel feminine. I wasn't attracted to me. So how could he be attracted to me? Oh my gosh. I feel like you've just opened up such a beautiful can of worms for our entire audience because I know that there are so many women out there who, and this used to be me in my relationship, I am very sexually driven when I'm feeling creative, when I'm feeling inspired, my sexual energy flows and she flows strong, you know? So when my husband isn't as into it or isn't as open or willing to having sex or feeling sexy, I immediately take that on myself as a critique or a criticism or, you know, it shows up in the story like, oh, he's not attracted to me anymore or I've done something wrong or he's judging me for this or I didn't shave my legs today so he doesn't want to touch me or whatever it is, right? And I think there's so many women out there that feel rejected by their partners, by their lovers, by one night stands even who aren't as turned on or don't seem to desire them in the way they want to be desired. And that's it right there, right? The way you want to be desired, but you can only be desired in the way that you desire yourself, in the way that you show up for yourself. And so for me, it was like, duh, no wonder why, because I'm not feeling that in my own body. And not even like physically, like I didn't feel even like a woman at that point in time, to be honest. I had experienced two second trimester miscarriages in the past year and a half from that point. I literally had felt like my body failed me. Yeah, I didn't trust my body. I didn't feel like a woman. I didn't feel desirable. I didn't feel sexy. I wasn't living in a way that I think that he could even feel that way about me. You've just brought up something really interesting because we talk a lot about the soul and the spirit and what our relationship to that part of ourselves looks like. But what we don't talk a lot about on this podcast is our physical body, our physical entity, the house that stores our soul. But being in touch with both of those aspects and components of who we are is so important to revealing and living in our entirety and our wholeness. And Mm -hmm. if your body isn't functioning in a way that you desire it to be or that you can really learn to love it and trust it, and this goes down to illness, weight, size, structure, like Literally, if you can't love the way you were made and created, then your soul can't fully operate and function in its wholeness because we need to learn to love ourselves fully and wholly despite miscarriages, despite disease, despite the extra 20 pounds Mm -hmm. before we can look in the mirror and want to touch ourselves. 
right? Want to love ourselves and be turned on by who we are. And that is when our partners mirror that, Mm -hmm. reflect our love back. A hundred percent. And as you're saying that, I'm like, obviously, like now thinking about it, I'm like, you know, mind, body, soul, there's a reason why those are connected. There's a reason why when we fulfill each of those areas and those needs that we do feel whole, our soul isn't separated from our mind. Our soul isn't separate from our body. So here I had been doing all this soul work and like really loving myself on the inside. But until I got to the place to like love myself in its entirety, he just kept being that mirror back to me. So what did that look like? Like, how did that keep showing up in your relationship and in your sexual relationship? This is like another one that I went through the phases with. So before we ended up getting back together, actually, I had really found that place within myself. When I was about eight months pregnant was the sexiest that I had ever felt, was the most like just in touch with my body I had ever felt. And I was never one of those people that thought, I love being pregnant. When I was pregnant with my first son, I didn't love it. I remember like not even being able to bend over and like do my boots up. I was like, this is uncomfortable. I do not feel like a goddess. I do not feel sexy. And then through a lot of the work that I've been doing, a lot of my spiritual work as I was pregnant with Sloan, I started to really nurture my body. So I started everything just from taking time to have baths, to put coconut oil all over my body to really like touch my body, to get to know my body, to nourish it. And I started to really have this glow and maybe it was like a pregnancy glow, but I really felt like it was this goddess glow for me. And I remember getting, what are they called? Maternity photos done when the week before Sloan was born. And like those pictures are some of my favorite pictures. I was going through all this emotional trauma, but I all of a sudden started to feel connected to my body. And I think that's such a beautiful takeaway from your experience for all of the women watching. I really believe this is something that every woman should have written in their journal or posted on their mirror. But when you feel at home inside of yourself is when you radiate the most beauty out into the world. That is when your sexual energy comes alive. That is when you feel confident and radiant. And that's when that true goddess glow, like you call it, really starts to penetrate through us and becomes who we show up as. And I totally felt confident. And earlier you had said something about being creative. And I was reading a book not long ago. I can't even remember what book it was because I read a million. But it talked about your like sexual energy being closely connected to your creative energy. I remember at that point in time, like leading workshops in the park. And I was so confident in who I was because I felt confident in my body. I felt confident in my voice that like all connected together, where you ask though about, okay, how did this show up in my marriage afterwards? This whole time, these few months right before I gave birth to Sloan, I was really starting to be in touch with myself. I started to like have that goddess glow. I felt sexy in my own body, but then I let that story replay in my head once we got back together. I can't even remember, like, did I maybe stop like taking such time for myself? I don't know, but I let that story really creep back into my mind of letting his words of what he had said, you know, a year ago really impact me. So he said those words before you got your goddess glow. Yep. Then you did all the soul work, got your goddess glow. We're feeling like sexy and ripe and feminine and beautiful. And just like radiant. Radiant. Yeah. Then you lost it again. So this is really interesting because I think this happens to a lot of women. A, I would 
like to point out that we are bodies. We are physical human beings. So we fluctuate, right? Hormones, seasons, cycles, moons, everything affects the way we show up. But what Jack is referring to here, and we've talked about this in the podcast before, but your in and outs with your spiritual work, with Mm -hmm. returning to that home within yourself. And did this all kind of jive with that falling out of your meditation practice of showing up again? 100%. 100% it did. And this is why I say it wasn't like a, I would look in the mirror and not feel like, oh, I don't look sexy. It was, a, I don't feel sexy. I don't feel like that goddess. It was something I felt in my body versus what I saw in the mirror. Okay. So what did you do? to get your goddess glow back again. And have you lost it again? Because to me, you carry it with you all the time now. Yeah, all the time I feel like I do now because I have stayed true to like all my practices now because I stay true to the things that make me feel like a goddess. Even if like I got a few extra pounds on me right now, it's not about that physical feeling sexy. It's like the confidence that comes with it. And 100% you're right there. When I stick to the things that make me feel good, when I am doing my spiritual work, embodying those practices, all the things we talk about, I just like literally feel like I radiate a different energy. Yeah. Okay. I have so many questions that I feel are going to deliver so much value to the women listening. What did you do at that point when you started to recognize that that vibrancy and that that spark in Goddess Glow was gone again? How did you get it back the second time? I think at that point, I just knew myself well enough to know that I was the only one that was going to make myself feel sexy. My husband wanting to have more sex with me, my husband telling me that I was sexy wasn't going to do it. It was something that needed to come from within me. And I mean, now he literally is like, cannot keep his hands off me. He tells me all the time, you know, how sexy I am and like all the things that make me feel good. But it had to be a place where I got to before he could then have that feeling back to me. And how I did that was honestly just by diving back in, recommitting to my practices and understanding again, like I choose how I feel in my body. I choose the person that's looking back at me in the mirror. And when I just know in myself enough now that when I don't do the things that make me feel good, it's going to show up in every area of my life. It's going to show up in how I feel about myself. It's going to show up in the way I present myself. It's going to show up in my confidence. It's going to show up in the way I speak and how I show up in my business. It's all connected for me. Mm -hmm. Isn't that funny? Like the way you show up in your business is directly related to the way you show up in the bedroom, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's so true. And it's funny because the podcast episode that we recorded a while back on shoulds and making space in your life for that creative flow and doing the things that really bring you pleasure on all aspects directly relates to this topic, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Finding sexual attraction to yourself and becoming a sexual being can't be done if you are constantly in the hamster wheel of to do and completing tasks and striving and hustling because there's no space for fluidity, for touch, for affection. Those are all really feminine energies that we can only embody when we make the space in our physical being to truly, truly feel them. Mm -hmm. 
And I do think that we tend to deny a lot what that sexual energy brings to us, how it shows up in other areas of our life. Because it's one of the easiest things to shut off, Mm. right? When we're in that doing masculine energy, guess what? Sex becomes another task on that to-do list. It becomes just another thing we've got to do. There's no fun in that. There's no play. There's no teasing or flirtation. It's just, fuck, I haven't had sex in a while. I should probably do that if I don't want my husband to have an affair, if I don't want him to look at other women's, if I don't want my partner to deviate from our commitment or whatever it is, right? These are thoughts that literally start to creep in when sex becomes another task. And one of the things that makes sex a task is when you're not in touch with your own sexuality, right? When you are in that stage of your expansion or growth or you're in a season where you're not turned on by yourself. Oh my gosh. And I can't believe I didn't even remember this until you said that. But when I felt that too, I took like an online sex course. I don't know if it's like a sex course, but like I think like knowing that it was okay to like want to like express that to want to like have that sexual energy and seeing where it does connect in all areas of my life and not being, you know, ashamed of that or scared of that or not wanting to talk about it. Or blocked off from it, right? I feel like so many women have these beautiful fantasies when they let themselves go there, you know, when they let themselves explore, get curious about what really turns them on. We have these beautiful underlying fantasies, but So many women are just terrified or blocked off from even going there, from even exploring what that sexual energy feels like in their body. So what advice would you give to the woman who feels like their partner is no longer attracted to them? Starting with asking yourself the question, are you attracted to yourself? What do you see when you look in the mirror? Like, do you feel confident? Do you feel sexy? Do you shut off the lights before you get naked in front of your partner? Do you just try to hide under the covers? What do you see when you look in the mirror? But also, what do you feel? That's where the feeling part comes in. What do you feel when you touch yourself? And I don't even mean like, you know, masturbating. I don't mean like even sexually touching yourself, but what do you feel like when you put cream on your body? Do you make it a process that you actually are like, take time to enjoy and feel the pieces of your skin in your body? Or is it like, oh, going to slap some cream on? Another task. Yeah. One thing that I've really been diving into lately is self-massage and yeah, taking that time to like feel the knots in your body or, you know, when you stand up and your knees hurt because you've been sitting for too long, like moving through those aches and pains or doing really big hip circles to start your circulation going in the morning. And the funny thing is these movements start off as non-sexual when you're in that energy of blocked off, turned off, super masculine, doing, going, blah, blah, blah. These stretches, these movements feel really robotic. You know, it feels Mm -hmm. like you're just going through a stretching sequence and there's no fluidity and you maybe you hold your breath while you're stretching. But the more you do it and the more you make this a daily practice, the more it becomes all about the movement and the flow and using your breath to, you know, wake up your nervous system. And eventually, this does turn into a really fun 
sexually energized practice. You know, hip circles become slightly erotic. You start getting curious about your body and what she's capable of as your flexibility increases, as you close your eyes and breathe into the movement and start to play with your body again. Like, can you energize yourself via your own touch. When I said earlier about spreading coconut oil on my body, that went from something that was like, okay, I'm just going to like do it to moisturize my body to this is like a 40 minute ordeal of me like massaging myself and feeling good and getting like knowing what touch feels good for me, knowing like getting really comfortable with the touch of my own skin was huge for me. That segued into something that I really wanted to talk about is time. I feel like so many women are listening right now being like, who the fuck has 40 minutes to lavishly lather on coconut oil and like experiment with touch? Oh my God, guys, this is literally something that I say all the time and maybe sounds bad, but I was like, oh God, the best part about when Craig and I were separated is I had so much time for me. I had, you know, 24 hour period in a weekend. I had Tuesday and Thursday nights. It was easy then to do all these things. And I think this is a part of the reason why when you said, okay, when you stop doing those things, I'm like, yeah, I've got two young kids. I have a business. There's all these things. So that self-care, that loving myself always seemed to kind of be the first thing that would shove aside when I was busy. That was the first to go was me. Right. And here's where I think we can provide these women with a lot of tips and a lot of things that you've done because you're literally the queen of pleasure, you know? So I want to point out to all these women that the things that you've done that look like tasks and how you've delegated to make space to prioritize your goddess glow and your sexual energy. So to me, I'm thinking about things like ordering your groceries online so that you don't have to go to the grocery store. Yeah, I basically do anything that can take stuff off my list to make it easier for me. I do. And there's tons of things like groceries doesn't cost any more money, guys. It just means I don't go into the grocery store. Or sometimes there's actually like a grocery delivery service that costs you $3 more to get. Like it's worth it. There you just gained an hour of time. What are things you can take an off your list? An hour at least. Oh my God. <laughs> Going to the grocery store with my three-year-old is like a two-hour ordeal three days a week. It's like an outing, you know? Yeah. That's a lot of coconut oil. Like little things that you can do. So do you scroll Instagram every night? What if, make it a game with yourself before you can go on Instagram and get that fixed. What can you do for yourself first? Huge for me was starting to recognize that I couldn't just put myself and my self-care and my self-love last, like if I have time at the end of the day. So putting it first, you know, before you watch that TV show, before you dive into business, this was a big one for me too. I used to be like, but I have so many tasks to do. I have so much to get through in the day. So if I have time, I'll go for a walk. If I have time, I'll have a freaking shower. Mm -hmm. If I have time, I'll do all these things. Now I make that how I start my day versus how I end my day if I have time. And these things you guys can start off as five minute mini rituals, right? Maybe you sit down and have a cup of coffee with yourself. Ask yourself how you're doing because it's not all about the physical, right? In order to feel physically revived and awake, we also have to feel emotionally in touch with ourselves. So taking that 30 seconds while you're having a coffee or before you park the car and go into the house at the end of the day to check in with yourself and say like, okay, wait a minute, like, how am I doing? How do I feel right now? 
let your hair down, you know, take your ponytail out, put a skirt on, all of the things that make you feel feminine. You know, I ask my daughter every single day when she gets dressed, how do you want to feel today? And I think giving ourselves that same invitation You know, I came over to Jack's house today in a blouse and a long flowy skirt to record a podcast on her daughter's bedroom floor, but I wanted to feel feminine today. I wanted to feel sexy and flowy. And so giving myself the right to that is really important. And not on a special occasion, right? How many of you guys listening are like, okay, I have this dress that I'm going to wear, this underwear, underwear, guys. How many people of you have special, special night underwear and underwear for every day? Oh, man. Yeah. I eventually just threw out my night underwear. Like, fuck that night underwear. Also, a big thing. What do you sleep in? Do you feel sexy when you go to bed? And this was a huge thing for me. I used to go to bed naked when my husband wasn't home and wear a t-shirt and underpants when he was home. And I was like, what is up with that? So I literally dove into this, asking myself that question, what is that about? And for me, when my sexual energy is blocked and I don't want to invite his touch, I literally put clothes on as a barrier. I do it subconsciously. I just go through the rhythms of getting ready for bed and then I put clothes on and now after doing all of this work and knowing myself so well, if I go to put a shirt on, I actually ask myself like, oh, why are you feeling closed off? Why are you putting this clothes on? Why don't you want to invite his touch tonight? Like what's coming up? And that's interesting too, because sometimes you can change day by day too. So some days Mm -hmm. I'm like, Yep, going to bed naked is what's going to make me feel sexy. Sometimes that t-shirt and cute little underwear, that's what makes me feel sexy. Exactly, and you want to feel him or her take them off of you or to invite that playfulness totally. And I'm not saying that at all, but when it's the patterns and the habits that are stagnant, right? Like, oh, you've just gotten used to wearing your granny panties and oversized t-shirt to bed because that's what's comfortable, But what if you started to play with that idea, right? What if you started to play with the things that make you feel like a glowy goddess? And I think that's the big thing is inviting in that opportunity to play. So even going back to the 40 minutes of rubbing coconut oil on my body, is that what happens every day now? Fuck no. Does that even happen weekly? No. But it's like that invitation of knowing that, okay, like maybe tomorrow night I am going to put the kids to bed and have a glass of wine and have a bath and just like then spend however much time I want with my coconut oil. You know, it's just like once you start to invite in play, you just can bring it into your day in so many different ways in a two minutes, five minutes, 40 minutes session because you've now opened that door up. You've sparked that energy inside yourself. Well, and I think that's so important because now you can have that tool in your toolkit, just like we like to give all of you listeners, to have that tool to start to recognize and bring awareness to, okay, am I feeling closed off? Am I feeling sexual? Do I feel like a glowy goddess? Am I feeling vibrant? Actually, no, I'm not. Okay, I'm going to reach for this tool that Robin Jack gave me to get back in my skin, to return to my physical body, to explore where touch feels good right now, what I want in this season. And just like Jack said, we are always changing, right? Our bodies are constantly shifting. and We've got different things going on in our lives all the time that try and pull us away from that home within ourselves. And 
these tools are here for you to return back to that place of feeling whole and radiant and full and honestly just fully expressed as a woman. And I love how you ask your daughter every day, like, how does she want to feel when she gets stressed? Do you ask yourself that? Like, what if we all just started asking ourselves every day, what can I put on today that makes me feel like a goddess? What can I do today that's going to give me this goddess glow? What can I do myself that's going to make me turned on? Mm -hmm. I honestly do do that every day. It's become like such a huge practice. I probably ask myself that like 50 times throughout the day. Like, you know, how do I want to feel today? What food do I want to eat that will support me right now? Would kissing my husband right now feel good? Or I really do check in with myself all the time. And it's one of my best, most loved practices. Because for me, I know when I go to bed at the end of each day that I showed up truly as I wanted to be that day. Of course, there's days when I forget or my to-do list is too crazy, which usually causes me to forget. But, you know, generally, it's one of my favorite practices. And for all of you listening, I highly, highly encourage you to take this away from the episode is checking in with yourself. How do I want to feel today? What will make me feel sexy in this moment? And allow yourself, give yourself permission to do that thing, to wear that thing, to touch your body, to ask for the thing you desire and see how it helps you show up and see how it helps you shift into your own sexual energy. And I know that it can also seem daunting, like, okay, am I going to check in with myself all day long? If this is new for you, start small. Like when I started my journaling process, I started with the five minute journal because I was like, it is easy for me to start with three journal prompts in the morning and three journal prompts at the end of the day. What if you applied that same idea to this? What if you just started off each and every day asking yourself that question? What can I do today that's going to make me feel like a goddess? And end your night and check in with yourself. Did I do that thing? Mm -hmm. How did I feel today? Start like just with a simple morning and night check in and then allow it to flow throughout your day. That is a very simple 30 second practice. You know, it doesn't require a journal. It doesn't require a partner. It doesn't require anything. All it requires is a simple check-in with yourself, set timer on your phone, set a little reminder and see how it feels when you really start to, yeah, just bring awareness to how you're feeling. And it's a question you can ask yourself as you're laying in bed, just waking up, as you're stretching in the morning, before you grab your phone, as you're in the shower, as you're putting your makeup on, as you're making breakfast, like it doesn't need to be this huge thing. But just taking that time to literally ask yourself the question is what the important piece is. Mm -hmm. Okay, goddesses, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that the tools that we've given you will help you feel sexy and rejuvenated and vibrant in your own skin so that you can bring that into whatever type of relationships you've got going on. Bring that sexy energy into your work. Bring it into your friendships. Invite play into your relationship with your lover. Or if you're single and looking for love, see what happens when you totally step into your own goddess glow and sexy vibes. I promise 
promise that that law of attraction will start working for you faster than ever when you feel attracted to yourself. So thank you so much for listening. As always, we love you so, so much. If you haven't subscribed to the Spiritual Smackdown podcast, please do share with your lady friends who might be feeling stuck and stagnant in their own bodies or relationships and invite them to join us in our community. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you guys, if you're looking for more work, if you're looking to dive deeper into your soul journey and to shift your energy and invite more sexuality, creativity, abundance, and an overflow of joy into your lives, head to our website, check out our Epiphany Soul Sessions packages. Jack and I have limited spaces available to work with you two to one to help you shift from wherever you are to the goddess you desire to be. Thank you so much for joining us today. There really is nothing better than bringing a group of grown-ass women together. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and come get real with us every week as we spit our truths and get ready to rise. And if you know other women down to get real, please do us a favor and share this episode on the socials. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at ForTheWildFemme so we can give you a shout out. Instagram is definitely our favorite place to hang. So come join the combo there. And we'll see you back here each and every Thursday. Thank you so much for being here. Get ready to rise.